God's grace, peace, and mercy be with you today. We pray, O Lord, open our hearts and minds to your word, that it may be a truly a lamp to our feet and a light for our path. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, 50 years ago yesterday, most of us were probably alive. A few of you may not have been. In the second service today, most of the people in that service were not alive, probably, when it happened. But this service, most of us were there. Remember it. That great time when we landed on the moon. 50 years ago. 600 million people around the world watched live as that happened. It was kind of an amazing thing as you think back to it. Buzz Aldrin and Neil Armstrong walked on the moon. Remember Neil Armstrong's words? That's one small step for man. How did it go? Yep, one giant leap for mankind. The name of the Lunar lander was called what? Remember? Apollo 11, right? Apollo 11. Now, it's interesting that Neil Armstrong really had planned to say one small step for a man. When he did it, he left out A. He said one small step for man. Well, it turned out to be okay, because it was a small step for man and a giant leap forward. But think about it for a minute. The moon is about 240,000 miles away from the Earth. So man ventured out into space and landed on a moon. It traveled at 24,300 miles per hour. And they had some anxiety, which was interesting. Neil's brother, Dean, asked him, what single thing do you have the most uncertainty about? You know what his reply was? How deep is the dust? They were afraid the moon was so deep with dust that they might sink in and not be able to get out but the dust would be so thick. And so they were concerned about how thick it was, but to the amazement, it was not very thick, and they were able to walk on the moon. Because there is a powdery gray dust there. But the Apollo lander, when it landed down and landed there and didn't sink in, Mission Control had a sign of relief. And when they got on the moon and looked down at the Earth, they found something amazing. They saw this beautiful globe out in the dark space, brightly lit with the sun shining on it, and realized what a fragile and yet glorious thing the earth was, which we call home. You may not know this, but the first meal celebrated on the moon was Holy Communion. The listeners didn't know that because NASA said you can't broadcast it, you've got to turn the radio off because the atheist might get upset. 
And so they turned the radio off. And Aldrin was an elder in the Presbyterian Church. And so he took communion elements with him. And he was going to celebrate the Lord's Supper on the moon. First meal to be eaten on the moon was the Lord's Supper. But on the cover of your bulletin, I put that there 50 years ago. Man invaded space. Then I showed you another picture. 2,000 plus years ago, another invasion took place, but in the opposite direction. Out of the space came God. For you and me, that we might be saved and redeemed and be able to restore to relationship with God. A giant leap for God. Interesting that 600 million watched, but when Jesus landed on the earth, only a few shepherds came to see him. So, guess what? A total difference. But all for a reason. So, there was a space when we landed on the moon and touched another planet out there, a moon, and 2,000 years ago when God landed on the earth in the form of his son, Jesus Christ. Sometimes we forget that awesomeness of God coming to earth. Today in the gospel lesson, we get an interesting insight. We need to get the point to that gospel lesson it appears sometimes that it's not fair that a hard-working Martha got criticized for serving Jesus. So let's put this thing in perspective. Is Jesus really criticizing her, or is he teaching a lesson? You've got to remember, it's not just Jesus and Mary she's fixing food for. Right before this, disciples were there. His 12 disciples there with him, that's 13 hungry men who want to eat. And one person to fix the meal? Not fair, right? Not really. That's a lot of work. Feed all 13 of those hungry men. And so she, she does come and complain to Jesus and say, look, uh, Jesus, I can use a little help here. All this food i got to prepare, all this stuff i got to do, and you let Mary sit there and listen to you? What Jesus was trying to do is illustrate a point to Martha and to Mary, and the way that they should view life. It's priorities. Martha is fine. Mary is fine. They're both important. You see, Martha is a giver. She is giving of herself to service. And many people do that in the church today. Some of you are great givers. Mary is a receiver. She wants to receive from Jesus what he has to say. No doubt Jesus enjoyed the meal later. No doubt he enjoyed chatting with Martha he and his disciples. But what he wanted to show was something important that you and I need to catch today. His word. His word is a lamp to our feet and a light to our path. The priorities. In other words, listen to Jesus first, then eat. Perhaps if Martha would have sat down at first and listened to Jesus for a while... Then she could have got up and Mary would have got up with her, maybe the disciples, and they would all help pitch in and fix the meal. It would not be easy to fix a meal for that many people in those days. There's no refrigeration, no cupboards, no storage, no pantries. Martha would have to have gone down to the town square and picked up some fresh new lamb that the, somebody was selling that he just butchered a lamb or something to get some meat. She'd have to go to the garden and pick some vegetables or buy some vegetables downtown. 
at the market square, come back and fix it over a flame and a fire in the fireplace because no oven or cooking stove. So it was not easy to prepare food. So we can't blame Martha for complaining to have to fix food for 13 hungry men. And it's not that Jesus is angry with her. He says kindly, Martha, Martha. And then he says, Mary has chosen the one thing needful. That's the important thing to catch here. The one thing needful is God's word to us. And Jesus became the word who became, the word became flesh. And God is the light for us in this life in which we live. And sometimes we forget about the importance of how important Jesus is in our lives. So Martha's the giver, and Mary's the receiver, and both are fine. It's just the priority that's important. What's important first is that we hear the word and believe the word and know Jesus Christ as our Lord and as our Savior. This is what Jesus is getting after. This is why he came, why he invaded earth, to bring salvation to us, to bring his presence and to go to the cross and die for you and me and forgive us our sins and say, the doors of heaven are open now. Don't mess it up. Don't get your priorities wrong. There's an ancient Scottish legend that illustrates this text and what we're talking about today. I want to share it with you. Maybe you've heard it, but it's an interesting legend. It's a legend to illustrate a point. It's an ancient Scottish legend, as I said. It's about a shepherd boy with a few straggling sheep that he's caring for on the side of a mountain. And all of a sudden, he looked down and he saw the most beautiful flower he had ever seen in his life. He couldn't describe it. It was so beautiful. And so he picked it up. He put it in his hand and examined it more. And then all of a sudden, a great stone mountain right before his eyes opened up. And he could see through the vault door precious gems, gold and silver, just so much valuable stuff. He was so excited that he went through the door into the stone mountain, into the vault. All those beautiful stones and precious metals were there. And he laid his flower down, and he started picking them up. He put them in his pockets. He put them in his robes. He put them in his arms. He got his arms full. Oh, is he wealthy now and just full of joy. But he put the flower down so he could pick up all this up. And after he had gathered all the gold and silver he thought he could get, he walked out. But as he was walking out, a voice said, don't forget the best. Oh, then he thought, maybe I didn't get all I needed. So he reached down and got some more precious gold and silver and some stone, more gems and stones. And then thinking that he got more than he had planned on getting, he walked out. And the voice said for the second time, don't forget the best. But his arms were full of all that wonderful stuff, gold, silver, and precious stones. And he walked outside, and all of a sudden, all the precious metals, all the stones, turned to dust. It was all gone. It was dust. 
The great stone mountain closed its doors. The vault was closed. And for a third time, the voice said, You forgot the best, for the flower is the key to the vault of the mountain. A great old legend to illustrate the point. The point that Jesus is getting at in the text. Jesus is the key to life. Don't forget the best. It's his love that's important. It's his cross that tells us the message of forgiveness and love. It's his resurrection that means you and I will rise too. So, are you going to remember Jesus tomorrow? It's Monday morning. What are you going to do when you get up Monday morning? Will Jesus be on your heart and mind? Will you be in prayer? Will you take time to read the Bible or pray? What priorities does Jesus have for you on Tuesday and Wednesday and on through the week? Every day. You see, the priority. The priority is Jesus Christ. And then the service follows because of our love for Jesus Christ and what it means that Jesus is our Savior, Redeemer, and Lord. I suppose you've experienced this. I have many times. You're buttoning, buttoning your blouse or your shirt, and all of a sudden as you're buttoning it, you realize it isn't coming out right. It's uneven. What went wrong? Well, you got the first button in the wrong place, right? And the rest of them are all going to be out of place, right? You get them out of sequence, it doesn't work. If You start with the wrong hole. Remember what Jesus said. He said, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all the other things you want and need will be added to you. But seek first his kingdom. Seek first his righteousness. That's the key to life. Don't forget the best. Don't forget what Jesus teaches us and who he is. His word is a lamp unto our feet, a light unto our path. If the Lord Jesus Christ is not the highest priority in our lives, then like the button, so many other things in life will be out of whack. Is your life out of whack? Wrong priorities? Your button in the wrong sequence? Possibly it is. But now's the time to get it straightened out. Now's the time to get your priorities straight before it's too late. Priorities are important. This is all that Jesus is teaching to Mary and to Martha. He's not putting Martha down. She's not a second-rate person in the kingdom. It's just that the priorities, Mary had the right one. Seek first the Word. Seek first Jesus. What does Jesus have to say to you and to me, and what is he all about? Who is he, and why do I follow him? What does it mean? We talked about two space invasions, and we pictured them on the bulletin cover this morning. The first one we celebrate is the moon landing 50 years ago. Man ventured into space and landed on the moon. Now we're thinking about going to Mars. All 
exploring things out there further on in the galaxies. We have telescopes now that are picking up new universes, universes and, uh, you know, and all kinds of new stars and things. The priority, though, is always Jesus first. Two space inversions. Then came Jesus, we celebrated. We celebrated Christmas 2,000 plus years ago. Jesus landed from outer space somewhere, huh? Up in the galaxies, came down. But there's going to be a third, a third launching. What is it? It's your launching. As a Christian, you believe you're going to heaven, right? And at your funeral service, we're going to say, you're in heaven with the Lord. Where's that? It's not here on earth. Somewhere up on the universe. Somewhere in the galaxy or another dimension out there that we cannot understand. But you're going to leave this earth. You're going to go into space somewhere and land in heaven. How are you going to get there? Spaceship? No, probably some transporting motion that God has. Probably traveling at 186,000 miles per second, the speed of light. Some way, somehow, you're going to be taken to heaven. You're going to depart from this life. You're going to have a space invasion into another dimension of space. That's as you believe. As a Christian, right? I'm going to heaven. I believe in Jesus. Through Jesus on the cross and his resurrection, I'm going to rise too. We believe. That's going to be a third space invasion to celebrate. Your arrival in heaven. Jesus promises a new heaven and a new earth for believers. Now, the preparation for those astronauts 50 years ago took years, months, hours, training, study before they took off go to the moon. Are you preparing yourself for your launching when you leave this earth? Are you into the word, his manual, the manual of the Bible that tells you about Jesus? That brings you to him, to you? That he's the living word for you and your life? Shouldn't you prepare for your trip? The astronauts prepared for their trip 50 years ago. And now they're preparing astronauts to go to Mars. Are you preparing to go to heaven? You got things, your bright priorities? What's the most important thing? Jesus said it, didn't he? Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and then all the other things will be added unto you. We need to be in the word now. Just like Mary, she sat down at Jesus' feet. She wanted to hear what Jesus had to say. And Jesus said, to Martha, Mary has chosen the right priority right now, Martha. Maybe Martha came and joined him. I don't know, it doesn't say any more about it. It doesn't say whether when Martha, the meal got fixed. Because that was not important. What's important, the story in the scripture, is to bring to us that historical moment when Jesus said, what's really important is your priorities. Jesus first then serve later. We come to worship today and we go out and now we go out and serve. Because we come together and we receive the Lord's Supper, his body and blood, for the forgiveness of our sins, to strengthen our faith, reassure us of eternal life. And then having been here and received, we're going to go out and give. We're going to be a Martha. We come to be church to be a Mary. 
and receive, and then we go out like a Martha and give and reach out to the world. So be like Mary, be like Martha. They're both right. It's just the priorities. As I mentioned last week, when the youth gathering ended on Monday morning of this past week, and 22,000 celebrated Holy Communion on Monday morning. And they celebrated a real present God. That was the theme of the youth gathering. And what a blessing it was for seeing all those people to celebrate the Lord's Supper, to celebrate one real present God who sees us through life. And he is the most important person, the most important thing that we celebrate. And today, here we are. We're going to celebrate. We're to receive his word, and then we're going to take communion, too. We're going to gather at the table, and we're going to receive the body of Christ for your, given for you. The blood of Christ given for you for the forgiveness of your sins. To strengthen you so you can go out into the world and serve and be a Martha. And then you wait for the day when God calls you home and you exit and launch into space to the heaven, a new heaven and a new earth. Wow. Isn't that exciting? You can't get more excited than that. Right? God bless you. Amen.